Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Suns Football Podcast where we look back on a weekend of action in the Premiership and Championship and look ahead to an even more hectic Tuesday night. With me, Roger Hanna, is Kenny McDonald. Now, Kenny, we were both at Starks Park on Saturday. It looked as if it was going to be a Rangers title party, but they've had to put the champagne on ice till tomorrow night at the earliest. Yeah, I think it's a self-inflicted delay, really. I think it will be a celebration time tomorrow night, as you say. Uh, although the Barton are still fighting for survival in the championship. No, Rangers had it in their grasp. They got a late reprieve when West Fodringham saved Harry Paniotto's penalty. I was, but, ho- was uh, hoping you'd say his name and I wouldn't have to. But unfortunately, the Leicester uh, lone striker come up with a injury time equaliser to make it 3-3. Now, at the minute, Mark Warburton couldn't find a clean sheet in a linen cupboard. Three lost against Falkirk, three lost against... Queen in the South, three lost against Wraith. Who's to blame? Well, it's it's ten in the last four games, nine in the last three, whichever we want to look at it. It's ranked bad defending, particularly on Saturday. This is Joel Thomas. Breaks inside for Longridge. What well, sensational strike from Lewis Longridge and Wraith Rovers snatch the lead. The man in Lord Hamilton-Aki scores his first goal for Rovers. This might actually have served as a bit of a wake-up call, this last little spell for, for Mark. Button because if he had any inclination to press forward in the Premiership with the central defenders he's got, this last month has convinced him otherwise. Neither of the two central defenders are going to be good enough to play in the Premiership. Danny Wilson is far too slow. Rob Kiernan is positionally all over the shop as he was when he conceded the penalty on Saturday. So, Mark Warburton will now know if he's as good a coach as we're led to believe he is, he now needs two central defenders before next season. Does he need someone in front as well? Because it was noticeable, Kenny, no dominant ball. He was kept in the bench at the weekend. It was an attacking midfield three, if you like. Did the two centre-halves, whoever they are next season, need more yeah. protection? Yeah, they definitely do. I, I like Andy Halliday is a player and I think he's good in that position but he can't be everywhere I think if he isn't covering in front of the central defence Rangers you could drive a bus towards the central defenders so yeah I think they do definitely need a defensive midfielder for next season but I mean these are things that Mark Warburton has has had all season to see these things if he's as good as a coach as we're led to believe he is he'll be remedying that in the next few months strong play here by Halliday that's nimble footwork also Good run by Miller ahead. And an even better finish by Kenny Miller. The 36-year-old showing boundless enthusiasm and real striking ability. The Rangers scored six anthem Barton at New Year. Everyone's expecting them to, to seal the championship title. But with Christian Nadi, the championship player of the month, he, he could be an awkward customer for Kiernan and Wilson tomorrow night. Well, he's been an awkward customer throughout his career. He is physical presence. Again, not the fastest in the world, but he's not playing against central defenders who are the fastest in the world. So, I mean, I think Dumbarton, the way Rangers are playing at the moment, I expect Dumbarton to get chances. However, I still expect Rangers to win in front of a big crowd. A quick word for Ray McKinnon, the Wraith Rovers manager, announced today as the Championship Manager of the Month for March. They are cemented in the playoffs now. 
have they got the ability to surprise a Hibs or a Falkirk in those playoffs? Oh, games? without any doubt. I thought they were terrific on Saturday. Even at 3-2 down, they got a break when Rangers might have expected Kenny Miller's goal, which was chalked off. If that had stood, then they would have lost. But I thought they looked a really good side, particularly when Paniotu came on. I think he gives them a wee bit of something, a wee bit of something extra. And they absolutely, particularly I think Hibs won't relish going there because Stars Park isn't a great surface. Mark Warburton wasn't happy with it on Saturday. But, you know, you play in what you what you have to play on and I think it could be a very interesting playoffs, particularly with Nathan Ball. Hibs lost the Saturday night game at Kirkcaldy a couple of weeks ago. They needed an injury time equaliser at St Mirren at the weekend. So they're defending desperately here. This is Darren McGregor up with the attack. Comes off the head of Webster. Then Irvin. Retrieved here by Anthony Stokes. And Alan Aguirre! Oh, it's a great finish! Alan Aguirre has saved it for Hibs. The substitute taking that with real confidence. It looked as though St Mirren had cleared the danger, but Anthony Stokes had other ideas, and that's great work for El Alagui. They've got Livingston Tuesday night at Easter Road. How important is it that these can somehow find a winning way in the league? Well, they've certainly lost their way, and Livingston are, again, they're a team who are second bottom of the championship at the moment, but they have Dumbarton in their sights, and they will go into the game quite rightly. David Hopkins will think... Dumbarton will lose at Ibrox. This is a great opportunity for us to leapfrog them and, and get out of the relegation uh, playoff places. So, I mean, Livingston have had a decent run of results under David Hopkins, and who's to say it won't continue? You see how well John McGinn played in his Scotland debut against Denmark last midweek, Kenny. Jason Cummings has got a couple of goals for the 21s. Liam Henderson was away with the 21s doing well. What's gone wrong with them? Championship-wise, when they all come back together for Hibs? It is peculiar, and I'm sure Alan Stubbs must wonder as well, because on paper, he has a better squad than Falkirk, and yeah. certainly a better squad than Wraith Rovers. But they've had a bad run of form at the wrong time of the season, and he really needs them to, to produce a result on Tuesday night. Like Sunsport and Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Well, Falkirk... In the final analysis at the end of the season, will they kick themselves that they couldn't hold on for the win at Dumfries? 2 0 up away at Queen of the South late on. Derek Lyle got one back, and then Ian Russell got an injury time equaliser that prevented Falkirk from stretching away from him. Murder playing it back here for Hutton. Now Mark Miller. Playing the ball through for Lyle. Breaks back for Miller. And it's finished superbly again by Russell. Another veteran performing to excellent effect for Queen of the South, calmly stroking that home. But they're still six points ahead of Hibs. I mean, I realise that Hibs have three games in hand, but at this time of the season, it's an old cliche, it's better to have points in the bag than games still to play. Hibs aren't playing particularly well, so a run of games is maybe not what they need. They've got this big game against Falkirk a week on Tuesday. I think if Falkirk avoid defeating that, they'll finish second in the league. In terms of the Premiership, one game yesterday, Sunday, Aberdeen made light work of Hamilton Ackies. The Ackies have a terrible record up there at Petrodge. You can't even score a goal, far less get a point. And it was all tied up long before half-time. Aberdeen trying to get off the quick start. That's very good play by Johnny Hayes. Taking possession here on the right-hand side. That's a good delivery there. Church! The perfect start for Aberdeen, and Simon Church gets his sixth of the season. Well, Hamilton don't just have a terrible record at Aberdeen, they've got a terrible record period at the moment, unfortunately, and that's why they can't quite get away from Kilmarnock and Dundee United at the bottom of the league. It seems as though it's been pretty straightforward. Church McGinn and, and Kenny McLean in the first 35 minutes of Pataudry. The only disappointment will be 
that they didn't add more goals to it. But a 3 0 win, you'd have taken that any day of the week. And they've now got a huge game at Tynecastle against Hearts on, on Friday night. They won the Ireland the season at a canter. They then lost a Scottish Cup tie there. They need to go and win again, don't they, just to keep any sort of pressure on Celtic? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think they're, they're going to be comfortable in second place, but if they have any kind of aspiration at all on closing that the four points at the top in Celtic, I mean, they're going to run out of games. If they, if they don't want it, Tynecastle, that's another game. That's them yeah. only got uh, five left. Six left, six left. Yeah. So, you know, they're just going to run out of fixtures if they don't want it to Castle. But easier said than done. Interesting to see Kenny McLean, a Scotland debut. You were there in Prague against the Czech Republic. Johnny Hayes, first cap for the Republic of Ireland as well during that international break. Not recognition, but how well the two of them have done and have already got now McGinn and Simon Church headed for the Euros. Yeah, and it's, it's all it's all a reflection on the season these these guys have had. They wouldn't be being picked by Chris Coleman and Michael O'Neill and Martin O'Neill if they hadn't been having good seasons for their clubs. Church, I think, has done really well because there's been a lot of players have come up, particularly to Aberdeen, strangely enough, and not done very well from the, the lower leagues in England. But I think he's he's looked a, a potent threat for Aberdeen, and he looks as though he's got more goals in him. A potent threat is something that Hamilton Ackes have lacked really from the start of the season. Martin Canning tried another striker in Umar Diaby yesterday. He came off, Eamon Brophy went on. If they're sucked into bother at the bottom, that will be why. Yeah, I mean, they just don't score enough goals. I mean, that's the, that's the root of the problem. I know they'll get young players. I know Greg Doherty is a promising young player. Ali Crawford, we know, is a terrific young player. But the lack of a goal threat is what's going to drag them down there. The only saving grace for them is Kilmarnock seem to find it even harder to yeah. score goals than Hamilton do. Are you surprised Aki's have turned to guys like Umar Diaby and Alec Decaul and Christopher Mandiangu and, and people like that this season, rather than promoting more of the Greg Doherty's and the Darren Lyons through the ranks? I think there is an element with Hamilton in uh, looking for waifs and strays. I mean, they did it with Antoine Courier, who was... Uh, Know, a proven goal scorer in the lower leagues I think that there's an element of that about the club if they think someone can do a job for them it doesn't matter where, he, where he's playing his football or where he has played his football I think they'll bring him in and have a go but none of them seem to have worked so far You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport Premiership weekend, of course, started at Celtic Park Saturday lunchtime. An early hiccup for Celtic against Hearts. It's got an edgy start to the match. Neither side settling as yet. One more muscles out Sviachenko. There's Jamie Walker. Well, that's brilliant. Hearts have the lead. Jamie Walker's eighth goal of the season. It's dreadful defending here by Sviachenko initially. Boyata slow to close down Walker. What does it say about them, though? The way they responded so quickly and so forcibly to, to get the victory. I think they did well coming back. I was listening to the game on the radio on the way to Kirkcaldy, and when Hearts scored, I thought this will be a bit of a test for Celtic, but fair play to them, because before half-time, they're not only back level, and the, but they're ahead. Celtic trying to respond to that early setback. One was headed clearance. Here's Gary Mackay-Steven! Superbly finished by Mackay-Steven! Celtic are back on level terms, and this is struck beautifully. Patrick Roberts has obviously had a, had a lot of acclaim since uh, the weekend for his goals, but I think Gary Mackay, Stephen, has made a, has made a good telling impression for Celtic. It took him a while to get his Parkhead career going, but I think he's scoring pretty regularly now and looking a, a good player. 
first two Celtic goals for Roberts at the weekend. Ronnie Dyla might have a couple of issues in the summer. I think he, Roberts has helped the England under-19s to, to their finals in the summer, which would yeah. clash with Champions League qualifiers. You want, somehow, to have Roberts available for those big games. Well, absolutely, because he is one of these players on the evidence, certainly of the weekend and what he's done so far, who can make a difference in games, even if he's only being used as a sub. But uh, you're absolutely right. Ronnie Dyla will certainly want him to be available, but, you know, Will, will country come before club? Do you think in a quiet moment Peter Lowell and Ronnie Dyla are going back over this loan deal and checking out the small print just in case this man Gardiola arrives at Man City and says, I like the look of this boy? Well, the saving grace for Celtic. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Is that Manchester City might be quite happy to keep Roberts at Celtic when he's going to be playing regularly because with the best will in the world, he's not going to be playing regularly for Manchester City next season. So I think that could work. The fact that Manchester City are about to have a flamboyant new manager and a major injection of cash and players might work in Celtic's benefit. And I worked for Eric Sviatchenko. He seemed to be in the, in the labour ward at 6.30am on Saturday morning. He was at the heart of the Celtic defence at 12.30 at lunchtime to, to get a victory, a big weekend for the Dane. It's a weekend he would forget and, of course, finishing with a win has just topped it off. And he's also set the bar high for his manager now. If Ronnie's next child is, is delivered on a match day, what's he going to do? Well, Ronnie strikes me as the kind of unflappable guy who, if his partner was was in labour in the morning of the match, he'd be at the game, no problem. I, I agree. Biggest scoring game of the weekend, it, it seemed to be an absolute belter at Dens Park, Dundee 5, Ross County 2, just what Paul Hartley was looking for to try and push Dundee towards the top six, but noticeably League Cup winners Ross County just slipping out of that top six. Yep, Dundee leapfrogged them with that emphatic win at the weekend. Yeah, Ross County just had, just had a post-final hangover yeah. to end them all, really. They can't buy a, a win. They're losing goals everywhere they go. It'll be a bit of a concern to Jim McIntyre. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. He's still had a fantastic season winning the League Cup. You know, there's, there's, it'll be concerning, particularly the number of goals they're scoring, because I must say I didn't see that result coming when you think the number of players that Diad missing, yeah. particularly defensively. Yeah, I was going to say, you see a lot of good goals this season. It's been a decent season for spectacular goals, for memorable goals. Has there been a better goal than the final one Greg Stewart scored at Dens? Because... They're still trying to unscrew a couple of those Ross County defenders yeah. from the turf. Yeah. Well, Stewart has proved to be unstoppable for Dundee this afternoon. He's proving it all over again. Oh, this is wonderful play. It's sensational play by Stewart. A virtuoso performance from Greg Stewart. And County could do nothing about it. Now, he's a terrific player, Greg Stewart, and a fabulous advert for lower league football because... 
came through the ranks, Cowden Beath to Dundee, he's been a consistent goal scorer and him and Kane Hemmings I think are a, a really good partnership but as you say it was a terrific goal, it put the icing on the cake because it was the last minute of the game but it was still a terrific goal for And You mentioned that, that's a very good point you make about lower league football because Stuart and Hemmings were playing together at Cowden Beath yeah. before Paul Hartley got a hold of them they recalled Edson Bagurin who was plucked from East Fife, you look at Rory Loy who was among the scorers who was given another chance after playing for Falkirk and with Scott being suspended at the weekend, David Mitchell, a first start and goal, having yep. been signed from Stranraer, yep. he works hard to get these boys in. He does, and the, the thing is, it can, he also is he's able to identify them, because I always thought David Mitchell, when I saw him, <laughs> or I saw him very often with Stranraer, I always thought he was a terrific goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who's had to wait his chance because of Scott Bain's suspension. David Mitchell has earned the right to play in the Premiership. He'd be disappointed in losing a couple of goals, but a very good goalkeeper. Now, you need to get a crystal ball out here. There's only a, some teams only one game left, others have two. Who's going to get into this top six? Do you think that is too much of an ask now for Ross County, or can they still bounce back? Well, I mean, there's still there's still level in points with Dundee who are in the top six, so I mean, it'll, it'll very much depend. But they they certainly need to tighten up. Big game at the weekend against Partick yeah. Thistle, who will also have ambitions. And this is the thing about how tight it is. You would look at the league and think Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, all clear. Motherwell, mm, I think they could still get sucked into it. You know, I, I'm not convinced they'll finish in the top six. St Johnson, Dundee, Ross County, Partick. It's it's any one, any two from four really. You touched on Motherwell there, a, a great win up at Inverness, a late win with Marvin Johnson's injury time winner. And on the counter-attack is Motherwell, Ainsworth's pass, this is Marvin Johnson, a chance to win it for Motherwell, he's done it! The classic counter-attack from Motherwell, right on the final whistle, Ainsworth's flighted pass, Johnson's pace did the rest and the coolest of finishes. Five in a row now for Mark McGee and he's been recognised as the Premiership Manager of the Month for March. Yeah, I think it's the second time this season Motherwell have won at Inverness, isn't it? I mean, it's a surprisingly good record up there. Yeah, normally a very difficult place to go, but to Mark McGee's credit, he calls it like he, like he sees it because he admitted after the game Motherwell didn't deserve yeah. to win it. Came behind, came from, uh, sorry, took the lead through a freak goal, the line of Ainsworth, which the goalkeeper should really have done yeah. better, but and the goalkeeper, I'm afraid, also didn't look great at uh, Marvin Johnson's winning goal because he kind of made his mind up for him. But, yeah, terrific result, terrific run for Motherwell. Fair play to Mark McGee, he's done a great job. I, I spoke to Mark McGee out at Fort Park on Thursday, and one of the things he's keen to, to get nailed down is this top six, obviously, because it gives him a bit of certainty in his budget for next season. Yeah. And w- one of the priorities for him is to tie down three of the more experienced players, Stephen McManus, Keith Lasley, Scott McDonald, the spine of that Motherwell team. How important is it going to be next season that he retains those three? Well, I think I think it's always been the case that whenever the three of them have, have been missing, Motherwell have struggled. I think Stevie Hamill comes into the same category. Yeah. I think they look they look a more balanced team when he's playing at left back. I mean, they're not getting any younger. Keith Lasley's what, 36? But... He keeps plugging away. He gave away the penalty on Saturday, which you wouldn't be happy about. But he's a, a stalwart of the team. And as you say, they'll be looking to keep these guys because they're, bet- they're better off with them than without them. A quick word for Inverness. Gary Warren was quite scathing in his assessment of, of his teammates' performance at the weekend. He feels that they're not learning from the, the mistakes they've made earlier in the season. For a team who were careering around the Highlands celebrating the Scottish Cup victory less than 12 months ago, are you surprised by the decline? And... Can they still be sucked into this relegation shaker? I am surprised at the decline. I don't think they'll get sucked into the relegation issue. However, Tanner Dice this weekend, 
a defeat there, and then they're, they're, they're in real problems because Dundee United would then could conceivably between be within two points of Kilmarnock and have Hamilton and Inverness in their sights. I think they've got a wee bit too much quality. I think their goal, the guy that scored their goal on Saturday, Ian Vigers, is a good player, but they really need a few more of the guys who have been through the mill with them to come to the fore to get them out of the place they're in. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Nil-nil between Partick Thistle and Kilmarnock at Furhill on Saturday. It didn't sound a classic, but it's another point for Kelly in the fight for survival. And a point for Partick, if they were to beat Dundee United at Furhill tomorrow night, suddenly they're in the top six. Yeah, this is, this is how tight it is. And Kilmarnock could conceivably, had they scored, Chris Boyd missed a great chance in the last minute of the game at Furhill at the weekend. And, you know, these, these tiny margins are what was, what's going to make the difference post-split. I would still be concerned for Kilmarnock because they don't score goals. I mean, this has been their problem all season. They have good enough experienced strikers in the likes of Boyd and McGuinness, but they just don't seem to be able to score goals. I think it's one goal in Lee Clark's six games, yeah, can it? It's astonishing, and they obviously no wins for him. So, I mean, these kind of things will be preying on his mind. He's brought in a couple of players at the weekend. Addison, very unlucky, an effort yeah. at the post. But these are the kind of things that go against you when you're down where they are and... They really need to turn it round. Is it, will it be a particular worry for the teams down there, you know, fi- finishing 11th? When you look at, you know, the the way Hibs can attack, the way Falkirk can attack, it, it's going to be a, an awkward playoff for whoever's down there. Oh, it's absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Now, I, as I say, I think if Falkirk avoid defeat against Hibs next midweek, they'll finish second, and I would take them to beat whoever will finish second, whether He's it's Dundee United, Kilmarnock, or Hamilton. And I really think it's between those three. I would take Falkirk to beat them because I think they're a better side than any three, any of the three of them. Are you surprised the way Lee Clark's turning things over the three agents? You touched Miles Addison, Adam Henshaw come in as well, Julian Faubert before them. He's already released. I think Jamie Hamill's gone, Scott Robinson's gone, uh, Ross Barber's gone. Lee Clark clearly wasn't satisfied with, with what he inherited from Gary Locke. Well, that's one, way of, that's one way of looking at it. However, you work in the market that you know, and Lee Clark knows the English lower league market quite well, and that's why he's been able to bring these guys in. Time will tell whether it's been the right decision or not, but a manager has to stand or fall by his decisions. He, as you say, has cleared out experienced guys like Hamon Robinson, but he really needs to get them scoring goals. Yeah. That's the priority. Or Dundee United will sneak up on them. United, a terrific 1-0 win at St. Johnson at the weekend. They go to Firhill, they'll go to Firhill full of confidence, you would think, on Tuesday night. That could get them within two points of killing. And the good thing for Mixu Patalainen is that he's got two big players now back in the team, and Paul Payton and Ryan Dow. Clumsy challenge, but a ball breaks there for Dow. Still coming forward, options to his left. Gets the break of the ball. Comes back here to Billy Mackay. That's Dow. Oh, it's fumbled by Manis, it's gone in. It's a gift from Alan Manis, who's played so well for St Johnston this season. And Ryan Dow gets his second goal of the season. I think I really like Ryan Dow. It looks as though they're going to lose him, ironically, to the team he scored against in the summer, St Johnston. But I think he's a terrific player, and I think Dundee United have missed him. But having him and Peyton back has given them a bit more steel about them. It wouldn't surprise me if they went to Firhill and won tomorrow night. 
And as you say, they do that and then it's definitely game on. And they will have all the momentum because they're winning games, they're picking up points, they're scoring goals. They're doing everything that Kilmarnock and Hamilton aren't doing. Exactly, exactly. And you can see that, I saw them two or three weeks ago up at Dingwall, uh, and you could see there was a bit of confidence about them. They were scoring goals, Annie scored a couple of goals that day. Will they pass Kilmarnock? If Kilmarnock continues not to score goals, yes, they will. If he pulls off this great escape, and he takes United past Hibs into a Scottish Cup final. What will I say for the job that Mixon Patelainen's done there, Kenny? Well, it'll be a remarkable job because at first, when he took over, he didn't seem to be able to either buy a result or a performance. They weren't playing well, they weren't scoring goals. But, as I say, it shows you the difference of having two or three decent players back has made. I'm still not convinced about whatever goalkeeper they play no. because I don't think any of them are particularly impressive. But, if he can keep on with guys scoring goals at the other end of the field they've got a decent chance of surviving and he strikes me as a guy who's not afraid to make big decisions he's changed the way they play he's gone to a three at the back he's left out the club captain Sean Dillon at the weekend he left out Paul Dixon the one time Scotland international and he's brought back Henry Annier who was so far out of the picture he'd been loaned out to Hibs wasn't really playing at Hibs either but he's come back and made a difference yeah, well, the one thing, having spoken to Henry Annie a few times, that he does not lack is self-confidence. Now, self-confidence is a terrific attribute, but you need to be able to back it up. And he has backed it up. He scored a few important goals. Now, if you can get Henry Annie playing and playing well, he'll be another helpful player to have, particularly, as I say, when Hamilton and Kilmarnock can't find someone to score goals. Crystal ball time. Will United stay up? Yes. You heard it here first. Kenny, thanks very much indeed. 